This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Let's find out who acted like a fool at dinner. You damn fool! Who got too intoxicated, or who just acted like a complete fool in general. Time to find out who gets to walk the plank on the Gangplank Report with Adrian and Jen. These water wings didn't help at all! Welcome to part two of our super fan interview with David Yontif, the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. If you haven't listened to part one, please go check it out now and come back later. If you have, please enjoy part two. So let me ask you, did her supervisor handle this correctly? How do you think Malia handled this? It's hard to know exactly what, again, was edited out of the entire situation. Obviously, there was alcohol involved. That's not an excuse for everything that you do. But I feel like Katie going back up to the hot tub and trying to calm Lexi down so that at least they could get everybody safely out of the hot tub and downstairs and somewhat acclimate back to normal without the tension after the guys all went downstairs to chill out and get away from the situation. Herein lies my question how responsible am i as your supervisor for your behavior in your off hours if katie kept apologizing to everybody for her stew i'm not sure that i would have accepted that much ownership over somebody else's behavior that i've worked with for seven days i can't control you when you're drinking like that i can tell you that you're in the wrong i can try to calm you down a little bit but how responsible am i as your supervisor i feel like your friends who take you out and get you drunk know you better than I do. And maybe they know how to de-escalate you because they've done it before, but none of them know her that well, though. That's the thing. Everybody's on the same level here. They've known each other for like a week. She got drunk out of control and did some really inappropriate things. I think there were some points where Katie's volume went up and where she could have used better phraseology maybe in trying to deal with her. But I do think my personal opinion is Malia instigated. There was no safety issue with the hot tub. She wasn't, Lexi wasn't that kind of drunk, not passing out drunk. She was the amped up drunk. So I didn't buy that she was draining the hot tub because of safety reasons. I think she was draining it because Lexi said some nasty things to her and ruined her night. And so she was going to ruin Lexi's night. So I don't think Malia handled it very well, but I do think that Katie did the best she could considering she had the same drinks at dinner and shots, whatever they did as everybody else. So did I answer your question, David? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know if they had been doing this for six weeks and they had seen Lexi hammered a couple of times and they knew how to handle her. And at that point, Katie had accepted responsibility for her underling that's one thing but I feel like in this situation I don't I get that maybe she's just being kind by saying I'm really sorry I'm really sorry because somebody has to apologize clearly that doesn't end up being Lexi but how responsible am I that's the same thing as on my season when Kat wanted to go out to the bar and Lee was down in the crew area and he said, no, I don't want you to go out. No, I don't want you to go out. And then she runs out anyway and Lee has to go chase her down. Did I owe Lee an apology for Kat 
disobeying his orders. It's one of those things, like I wouldn't have felt responsibility for that because I didn't know her that well at that point in time. And how am I going to control her if the captain of the vessel who's in charge of everyone can't control her? It's a slightly different (laughs) situation, but at the same time, it's not because I didn't, I knew her, I knew Kat just as well as Katie knows Lexi at this point. Yeah. Right. Are there any other standouts from this crew that you're gravitating toward? We talked about Lexi and that she's kind of not what we're looking for, but is there someone who's grabbing your attention in a good way that makes you want to follow the arc of their story or that you think there's something there that you would like to interview and find out what it is, like a spark you see? Well, I mean, a good way, you know, I think that... David is interesting mm-hmm. and adorable. Yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. Z, like they're, they're both this, like, did you see them on watch what happens the other week where they were just both laughing nonstop? And I, I saw it clips. afterwards. They're yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. They're nice guys. Mm-hmm. So I think positive them. And I mean, I can make other comments about not positive. Okay. Absolutely. Sure. Bring it. I have to say that like every now and then there is somebody on reality TV that like I am in the comfort of my own home. I am nowhere near you. And yet I am like unhinged on the edge of my seat. Like just, I am so uncomfortable watching you. It's almost like, you know, like if someone's in your face (laughs) and they're like moving and shaking and you're just like, Okay, first of all, like, let's all put our arms out. There's something called, like, personal space. Uh Yep, (laughs) This isn't just me being a jaded, cold New Yorker. But, (laughs) like, if I don't want to sleep with you, I don't want you that close. But, you know, those people that are close and they're shit, you're just like, Mm -hmm. dude, I don't know what you're on, but your energy is off. you got to just back the fuck up. Uh Uh-huh. That uncomfortableness, I think it's been years since I've been this uncomfortable watching someone like I am, Chef Matthew. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Like just. Something on a visceral level doesn't jive with you. It doesn't jive with me. Now, it didn't jive with me before. Now, the fact that you're also sitting there and talking, I make no judgments. Go spend all your money on hookers and have sex parties all day. I mean, I do not judge such things. But then you're talking about this. I'm like, oh. Yeah. There's so much wrong with this picture here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. So I mean, he's undoubtedly one of the most awkward people that we've seen on this show in a long time. And he has done some, he hasn't done himself any favors on social media as of late either by just being volatile, it seems like, and blocking everybody in the universe because he doesn't want to hear any criticism of himself, which is also, I find interesting. Why would you go on reality TV if you didn't expect to hear some of those kind of things? And especially with what his behavior has turned out to be. I think it's unfortunate that he has dug himself a hole by being unreliable and being somewhat untrustworthy as far as the crew is concerned. And especially Sandy. Yeah, I agree with you. He's awkward and uncomfortable and it's hard to watch sometimes. And I don't understand. Like, was he cast for that or was he cast of like, no, this is the next breakout chef. I don't know, or is this like cast on purpose? It's hard to say on the show, I think, because you never know. There are, we know this from Housewives, David, there are archetypes that they try to fill, but you never really know on Below Deck who's who. It's easy to tell with the Housewives, but on Below Deck, you really don't know because you've got a little bit of the anxiety thing with him, but you've got 
the crass vulgar thing with him so it's hard to say what particularly they cast him for I just know that for me I've had the same visceral reaction that you have and I tried to just the not coming back after the MRI I'm not sure what healthcare (laughs) is like in Croatia but I know that an MRI shouldn't take 11 hours and nobody hears from you you know what I mean so that whole thing I don't mind really anyone as long as they're doing their job I don't lazy people bother me and people who whine constantly bother me he is not lazy but he will give up quickly and everything is a whine when he was whining about having to do the crew lunch and calling the rest of the crew a-holes for not helping him out by making their own lunch and you're watching them clean the entire ship And he has just the little galley. That's it. That's his thing and menus to make. But they're doing everything else. I just, he just really pushed all of my buttons. So I understand what you're saying. So in in retrospect to this, still talking about this season, do you think that we're getting a softer edit on Sandy and Malia this season? Do you think that that's intentional? Does it feel that way to you? Because I feel like there's been a shift in the tone of the editing that we have seen on these two for at least the last six episodes. Does it feel different to you than last season? Well, it feels different. And you think that's intentional, huh? I think that's intentional. I also was interested to see what Sandy was going to be like without Hannah as a foil, because they had that tension and somewhat of a rivalry even though there really shouldn't have been for seasons, for multiple seasons. And it was palpable the last season. It was almost, you could almost bite it through the air. But I feel like this time around, not having Hannah there and having somebody new that's a completely different tone, like Katie has shifted the show. And even a lot of people on Twitter are saying, I can't believe that Lexi has put me in a position to side with Malia. Like they're surprised at their own acceptance of Malia right now. And I had a feeling that something like that was going to happen even before the season started. I don't know if that's because Bravo is continuing to invest in Malia in the future, or if it's just to try to save Sandy for the show for the future. I, you guys know more about other shows on this network and how their formula runs and how things work. What do you guys think? Well, I think Below Deck, you know, likes the consistency. Apparently, they've yet to do it with a chef. Well, no, that's not true. They kind of did it with other chefs. And I mean, right, with Ben. And I mean, I think Rachel's coming back, isn't she? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So I guess they do, but like Kate and now, I mean, I think that my gut says Malia is, you know, the new Kate Chastain and Bosin form on Met. I think Malia's here for a long time. So. Like kind of what we talked about on when you were on my show, Adrian, like whether it was intentional or not. And I know you thought it was intentional and I'm not disagreeing. Job accomplished. I think Malia's here after last season. I think she will be a bosun every season for a long, long time now. I honestly do. That's just my honest opinion. And I am sitting here in my little studio in Ohio, hoping to goodness that David is completely wrong in his instincts. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that she's going to be the sacrificial lamb in this so they can keep Sandy. That's my gut instinct, but I don't have anything to back it up other than I would. I mean, I think they're going to keep both. Yeah. Well, and that's a possibility as well, but I think it's. 
the backlash from last year, I'm not sure. We've seen some reflection in the ratings. We can't really tell if it's because of the early airing on Peacock or not. There's debate about that. I don't know (laughs) that they're going to satisfy many people if somebody doesn't get some kind of karma. That's just my opinion, though. Are the ratings way down, though, or just a little About 400,000 was the first yeah Mm -hmm. it's the same like when Vanderpump left and then again when Denise Richards left you know it's the same kind of drop but it's not like New York City where it's like we have a major crisis on our hands nosedive nosedive yeah (laughs) not like that no not like that that was surprising even to me even I stopped watching New York and like I said I've been a diehard housewives fan forever so so all right so basically yeah and the early I don't even understand why they're doing this early thing but I mean okay so be it well you have to subscribe to Peacock to be able to do it so I think it was a promotional because it's their highest rated show I think it was a way to get more subscribers to Peacock whether we don't know if they're going to continue to do that in the future I mean it makes it great for podcasters because you've got a little advance note it's like if you're not big enough to get the advanced copies like the big boys get which I'm sure you probably get but we're brand new so it makes it nice for us because I can have time to edit (laughs) but whether they do it again in the future I'm not sure I think it's when they figure out how much it impacted the ratings actually I mean is there any part of you like I mean maybe this goes to the edit where you know Malia is rescuing that line and you know Z is like she's great at her job and David's saying she's like you know I mean I had a moment of being like She's good at her. I know. I I know how you guys feel. You're going to scream at me. But like, I'm like, she's good at her job. So yeah. like, that's when I go back to like, in her, I'm not defend. I'm just like, in her mind. Defend. Well, in yeah. her mind, she did the right thing by mm-hmm. reporting Hannah. See, and I think that's Andy. a bunk because she, yeah, because she had been rooming with her the whole time. So it's not like those things weren't seen earlier on in the season they didn't come into play until later on until she couldn't sleep in a room with her boyfriend exactly until she didn't get her way so I think that there's that's how I see it and I could be completely wrong I don't know Malia from anybody from a hole in the ground so I could be totally wrong about her but people like Adrian filling me in and hearing tidbits, there's nothing wrong, I don't think personally, with having goals and wanting to work hard to get there. I don't like throwing people under the bus on the way. And that's the vibe I pick up with her. So, right. Well, I think that's the difference. I've never said that she was bad at her job. I've worked with her off camera, not anywhere near below deck. I've worked with her and she's not bad at her job. I feel like she had some level of toxicity with the other guys that worked below her before, and that created a different style of management for her. And I think she's done a really great job so far this season with the crew that she has, although this is probably one of the easiest, most manageable, most amicable crews that we've seen too. And I think that that plays into it in a big way because she's not butting heads with her deck team. There's no conflict there. They all are just happy to do their jobs and get through it. And I feel like if she did have to confront somebody on her crew that did have an issue with her or 
was giving her a hard time that you would see more of what we've seen before. She's kind of been given a pass with the guys that are working with her. And I understand why they think that she's great because so far what we have seen of her management style with them displays that. But there's also been no conflict. There's also been no questioning of her authority. There's also been nobody telling her she's cute and little and pretty to offend her. Right. What we've seen of her before versus what she's working with right now is completely different. And I think that that plays a big part of who we're seeing reflected of her now. She's not, I've never said she was bad at her job. As a person, I wouldn't trust her. I wouldn't want to work with her. I, I know that I'm the kind of person that would butt heads with her because I did because she likes subservient other people. And as long as those are the people that are around her, she'll be fine. And she'll look like a rock star leader. And she did take time to teach Z how to do some things and the other guys. And she's been very patient with them, but they've also offered her utterly no conflict whatsoever. And I think that makes all the difference. Hmm. I get it. Yeah, me too. And I think the same thing with Sandy. I think that without Hannah there to get under her skin, that we're seeing a different part of Sandy too. And I've never thought that Sandy was a bad person. I don't necessarily always love her management style, but everybody's a little bit different. I think that we're seeing something different in her because she doesn't have that perpetual tension with the person who she has to interact with the most on the crew and get that constant like jabbing from somebody like Hannah. They just did that to each other. Some people just don't connect. I don't know. No, I agree with you. And I think we also have to consider that they have the benefit of hindsight at this point, both Sandy and Malia do, where they can redirect. Just like with people who interview with you on Behind the Velvet Rope, David, when they come on, they can come and have an agenda. They could have, it's very safe bet that the captain and the bosun in this case came back with an agenda of okay this is what i'm going to give the camera because Mm. they've both been on long enough this is malia's third time around and sandy's fifth time around they've been on long enough to be able to control their reactions a little better and kind of almost script their own sort of narrative whether that's what production wants or not to make themselves seem a certain way. That's just how I'm looking at it right now. So you said before we got this started, David, that you had some questions for me after our interview went down a couple of weeks ago. So, Well, my main one was, I mean, do you feel differently about Malia? Sandy too, but really Malia. Like I said, what we've seen of her on this season so far is a complete shift in what we've seen before. The last time that she was in charge of the deck team, it was controversial. And a lot of the things that she did seemed extremely petty. And I'm not 100% letting that go because I still think inherently that's part of who she is. I think she just hasn't been presented with much of an option to show that side of herself on this season so far. And maybe we won't see that. Maybe because Lexi leaves, fingers crossed, we hope. And because the deck team really gets along and is very cohesive that she's going to have an easy season and that's what we'll see. I know what my personal experience is with her. I know what I've seen of her in other facets and especially last season on the show. Am I letting it go completely? No. Am I giving her a solid passing? She's changed all of her habits and her motivations. Absolutely not. Cause I don't think enough time has lapsed for that. 
you know, I think there's people that have come back on this show. Eddie's a fairly decent example of that. I still don't think he's any less of a shitty human being for what he did to Rocky, but I think that him coming back and showing a slightly different side of himself in a more mature fashion is different than what we expected, but there was also a decent amount of time in between that season and the one that he came back for. So do I think people can change and grow? Absolutely. Do I think that they can learn from their previous mistakes and amend their behavior? Yes. Do I think that that excuses her in any way, shape or form in my mind from what she did last season? I don't. I don't think enough time has passed for her to be a completely different human being. Do you think that she, I mean, she only had one season way back. So I'm not saying she's, you know, Kate Chastain or Captain Lee or Captain Sandy. Do you think she knew, like, do you think she knew what her edit was going to be and kind of sensed it of like, I better do damage control? Like, do you think she's in on this as producer? No, not necessarily as a producer, but are you able to- I mean, like self-produce, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Do I think she's cunning enough for that? Definitely. Absolutely. I don't know that I would I would necessarily say the same thing about Sandy because I feel like Sandy has been pretty even keeled for every season that she's been on with her reactions to things and the way that she handles things. And it seems like at times she's much more micromanaging and sometimes she's a lot more hands-off. I was really surprised at the crew meeting where she was trying to have Lexi apologize to everybody. I don't feel like she knew the whole story. And if she did, it didn't come across that way. I feel like if she knew that Lexi had physically assaulted somebody and put her boobs in somebody's face uninvited. And if she knew the extent to which that night went down, that that might've made a difference in her reactions to things. But if she did know all those things and she still reacted the way that she did, then that's indicative of her previous style of management that way. It's just hard to know. It's really hard to know. Those are the kind of questions I would love for you to ask on one of your interviews. Are you saying that I should contact Malia and get her back on my show? Malia and Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I do feel that both of them in a way would be harder to get now. You know what I mean? I've had way bigger names, but I just, I feel, I mean, especially going into this season, you couldn't touch either of them. Right. Well, and that's because I think of the PR spin. I think Sandy with her Instagram account and those videos that she did, she just kept digging the hole and you just wanted to scream, put down the shovel. Okay. Just stop, get back right. away from the Instagram and the cameos and all of that. I think the bosun did a better job of managing that and reeling it in. But I think that Bravo wants to control the narrative on this because I think they knew in advance that Hannah had a huge fan base, but I don't think that they would realize how me, I'm part of the mental health community. I have depression and anxiety, how we would take people in my group would take what happened because the prescriptions that she had are necessary for our life. And they were basically pretty much accusing anybody who takes it of being a drug addict is what it felt. That's the vibe that it came off. And I think that that was the guttural reaction. And I don't think Bravo had the foresight in that part. I mean, they do sometimes in their other shows. I really don't think they were expecting this much backlash. You know, they had to expect some because of Hannah's fan base, but not to the level. I think they thought Sandy and Hannah were more on the same level popularity wise And that it would just even itself out. But I don't think that they had the foresight to think that people are going to have conspiracy theories that 
Malia and Sandy were plotting this, you know, right. as a unit. Okay, just I'm just curious. Interesting. Yeah. So, question for you: Out of all of the cast members that either were one-hit wonders on the show or maybe came back for a season or so, who are the crew members that you would want to see back? that you feel like really brought a lot to the show and were interesting enough to come back and do another season? Well, I love IRL and on the show. I love my Riley Gerber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's <Love>. a hoot. <laughs> love her. In real life, she's great. Mm-hmm. She's another one. She does not give a fuck she's when a she says something. Yep. It's true. There, She does not care about being famous. There's not for the cameras. I love her. Loved chatting with her. Love her. So she would be towards the top of my list. I'm trying to think who else really. She sticks out. She honestly and truly sticks out to me. Who else do I really feel that I want back? You know who I would love to get a redemption season is Kiko. Yeah. I would like okay. to go back. I think he was, we saw some of him. I don't think we saw all of him. And I think that with a couple of seasons in between where he was when he started last time and where he could be in a year or two, I think I know how much I grow as a chef year on year. And I feel like if he came back, that that would be amazing. I think if they gave him a couple of seasons off and let he him- He needs a couple of seasons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think with that, he could gain a whole lot more experience and be able to come back and really make an impact. And I think, I, I mean, I would love to see something With like all that. the franchises now, putting him with a different captain, I think would be the way to bring him back in as the familiar face, because he kind of was beloved because of how he got booted. To bring him in with one of the newer captains, that would be fun to me. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the new seasons anyway. Mm -hmm. But I feel like having somebody like him come back and be able to do some kind of a redemption, like we don't need Leon to come back and do more beef cheeks. No, it's just, I don't, I don't (laughs) need to see any more of him. I don't think he was that compelling to begin with. He seems like a nice enough guy and I've had some interactions with him, but I don't know that he was compelling enough to carry a whole season. I feel like Kiko could do that though. Yeah. Yeah. If you were a charter guest, David. Yes. Location wise, where would you want to go? And not necessarily in ties with that, but which captain would you want to be in charge of your crew? So it doesn't necessarily have to be same captain, same location. I mean, well, between what, like below deck and below deck med? Well, we've got med, sailing, and regular OG. And where does sailing go? They were in Croatia this last season. Yeah, they Mm. were both in Croatia, but wasn't, weren't they in? Palma the first season I can't remember where they were the first season I'm more into like I so I am a traveler I've been to before COVID I've been to 55 countries and I've been to all seven continents and that includes Antarctica so I am the type of traveler that just I don't like going back somewhere I've already been Mm-hmm. So certainly not the Caribbean, you know, I feel right. like I've been everywhere. I'm not even being a snob. I'm just like, you know, I'm really one of those travelers, like more power to everyone. That's like, I have friends that go to Mykonos every August. They, they know it. They love that familiarity. I'm like, shoot me. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not how I do travel. something different I get on yeah. a plane. other than, you know, the past year where I've been traveling in the U S which I don't even really count. Like I just got to go away places, but so I would like, I've, I've never been to Croatia. You know what I mean? I, I would want to go places I haven't been. That right. would intrigue me. I mean, as far as the captain, I mean, I can tell you every single person I've interviewed absolutely loves Captain Glenn as yeah. far as yeah. a person. I mean, having said that, 
I don't know if that matters for me if I'm a charter guest. True. That's say. a good point. Although yeah. it's still somebody you're going to interact with. Yeah. You know, the, the face that you put on in front of a guest is obviously very different than what happens behind the scenes most of the time. But I feel like even when there were bad moments for Glenn, he still seemed to save things and yeah. make it an enjoyable guest experience. Okay. So for that, to that point, Because we saw even with this season at the very beginning of the season, and Jen made this really good point that as soon as the first charter guest got on, Sandy went to them and lowered their expectations immediately by telling them that they didn't have a chef on board. While that's important information for them to know, do they need to know it while they're standing there basking in the glory of being on this yacht in a foreign country first time out of lockdown with a glass of champagne in their hand? Like, could we wait? I feel like Glenn probably would have been a little bit more tactful about that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, I yeah, like as as a person, I I like Glenn the yeah. most. Agree. Same. Just from yeah. Again, all limited reactions. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate very much. We know how busy you are and doing this five days a week. We appreciate you coming on here, and it was fun to finally get to hear you like take your hat of objectivity off and give us some of your <laughs> personal opinions. But you've been super generous with your time as it is. We're looking at an easy, a two-parter here. So we've enjoyed this very much. Hopefully I've added some value. And you know, I'm sure I'll have more opinions as like the season goes on. Well, then we'll have to have you back. You can be Gangplank Report's first return guest. How about that? Oh my God, that sounds so exciting. (laughs) Other than Chef Matthew, (laughs) I'm reserving judgment on a lot of people. But nobody sticks out as really bad it's just Lexi's probably crazy you know? <laughs> exactly well thank you okay. again so much we really appreciate you taking the time and look forward to interview number two with you anytime I'd love to come back and if everyone wants to follow me online you could yes. at at behind velvet rope or listen to the podcast behind the velvet rope but on Instagram it's at behind velvet rope and could go and we'll make sure we put up deep. all those links with this oh, podcast yep Definitely. And we will always have Below Deck as part of our series okay. of interviews. That will Do you have stop. any Below Deck interviews you want to tease? No one locked yet. It's just in terms of like, I've had to get a whole bunch of like housewife stuff. But now that we're getting into the season, now I'm going to start getting. I have to say the good thing about Below Deck is if you take like the captains out of it, most of the people want to come on and talk. Like that's right. the good thing. Like they're thrilled to talk about it for better or worse. Well, I'm excited to hear who you get on this season. Yeah, there's got to be some. I I have my eyes on a bunch. Okay, well, you let us know. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. We appreciate you guys listening to all of us. And check out David, his podcast, Behind the Velvet Rope. Give him a follow on IG and on Twitter. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel, Twitter, Frail, and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.